0: In scripture, Jesus tells us that he is the vine and we are the branches. In today's culture, what does this look like? Join two friends, Darby and Jessica, as they discuss the call to action in this verse to abide in Christ while navigating the issues surrounding Christianity today.
1: Um, I'm Jessica. I'm Darby
0: and we're welcoming you to another episode of the vine. We are recording this from across the country virtually, which is pretty cool, but hopefully the audio <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, cooperates, but this episode is going to be on our identity in christ depending on how long it goes which knowing us especially since you said earlier that you could go down the rabbit hole on this one it may (laughs) may maybe a couple of episodes i'm gonna try (laughs) to bring
1: it in (laughs) where
0: i mean especially with the current climate i feel like there's a lot that could be said on this topic so Mm -hmm. um we'll just go ahead and start um i'm gonna go ahead and just kind of like begin with our first point or what I have here in my notes on what we wanted to say. And then Darby, whenever you want to just add to it or start talking, you know, you can do that. <laughs> um, oh, yes. I will. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the real question is just kind of, we're, we're to take a dive into like the world of personality. Um, this current culture that we live in really does seem to prize, you know, um, people being special, being different. Everybody is so used to, they can tell you what their astrological sign is. They can tell you what their Myers-Briggs type is. They can tell you what Enneagram number they are. I mean, it is, there are very few people I've met that can't at least tell you whether or not they're introverted or extroverted, which, you know, makes you wonder how often we put too much emphasis on those things versus what God actually says about us and, and how it liberates us. Um, and like anything else, we have a tendency to go in the other direction. So you have people out there that are just, they struggle to feel worth anything. They don't feel special. Um, I mean, I think even when Moses, when he was approached by God to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, he was like, uh, not me. I I don't speak well. I like, just listing off the things that he felt were disqualifiers for him. You know, whereas God
1: had considered him qualified. Right. Um, most people, it seems, have an easier time telling you their faults than their strengths. You know, to describe yes. one good thing about yourself—that's super difficult for most people um, to describe what they do well um, or their gifts. It's hard to identify those, um, but you ask them what's something that you have a hang up in or a temptation or um, that, you know, is is a fault for you. And they can list. Oh, I don't do that. Well, I don't do that. Well, oh, yeah, that's shortcoming for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's it's um, we need to retrain our minds to think differently. Um, but I think that that's also lends itself to why we are always um, looking for a way to, you know, do you take those little quizzes on social media about your person, what personality type are you, what color, what mood are you, (laughs) you know, all these things we want to hold what we are. Um, we crave to find worth and value because we have a difficult time doing that ourselves. Um, so we are looking constantly searching, you know, for, to, to be, Identified um, and to be told we're valuable.
0: Mm hmm. 100%. You make a good point there, too, that we're because we probably pick it the things that we're not good at. We um, seek to find things that flatter, you know, right. um, flatter right. our personality type, or find our strengths because we're so used to being. I think I said this to Madison one time because she was talking about herself in a way that I, I felt was disparaging, and I was like, "Would you talk to a friend like that? Like, would you look at a friend and say those things?" And she's mm-hmm. like, "No." I was like, mm-hmm. "Why would you ever say those things about yourself?" You know, like, right? It is. It is really. I think that what we're striving to talk about here is just, um, getting a balance in between being solid and, and at peace with who God says you are, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, not feeling like you have to uh, constantly be super humble and talking about, you know, how crappy you are, certain things, because mm-hmm. it's what you think sounds right.
1: It's okay to own the things that God made you to do. And I think we right. have a very difficult time doing that. Right. Right. I agree. Um, and I was going to jump in and say, um, that, uh, well, now I lost what I was going to say. <laughs> 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 All right. You keep going. in Maybe I'll think of it. Well, and that's
0: the thing. There's a fine line between rejoicing in our spiritual gifts and then holding it over the head of others as better. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've seen a lot of this too. Like there's, it's like, we can't seem to ever get it. Like no surprise. We can't ever seem to get it right. We pervert pretty much everything that we touch. So either we can't accept that we're, um, worth something to God, which the Bible tells us over and over that we are, um, or we are in the other direction with it, where I have seen a lot of people who do a lot of things for the church. They're in leadership roles and they seem to prize that as like their identity above, you know, who they actually are made by God. Like what you do, even if it is producing fruit for the kingdom is still not why God, you know, calls you worthy or calls you out of the darkness into his light. It's because he loves you. It's not because of anything you did or not because of anything that he foresaw you were going to do. You know, that just leaves us thinking that we're special because we're
1: doing these things when in fact we're doing these things because we know God loves us. Right. Um, Yeah, exactly. I think it's important to have the right mindset um, and not fall into the trap of Oh, you know, I have these giftings and I've been given this, (laughs) this gift to use. And yes, it's all me. And, um, you know, I'm super good at this. Well, you have been given a gift. Yes. So I I heard um, my pastor say this one time that, um, you don't have to say, you know, usually somebody gives you a compliment and you're like, Oh no, no, I I really wasn't that great. You know, um, (laughs) And you downplay it. And instead she's like, instead that we should stay, um, thank you. You know, God gave me that gift and I'm super, I'm super grateful for it. Um, and so switching our mind to put it back on God, thanking him, you know, that he's given us this gift and it's really not us. It's him, um, blessing us and, and we're just allowing him to use it in our lives to reach other people, um, hopefully (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's what we're supposed to be doing anyway. Um, and, and be humble about it. You know, you can be humble about it without negating the gift that you've been given. Um, just put it back on God. Yeah. He gave me this gift. I, I, um, with my girls, I always am telling them they're beautiful. They're so beautiful because they are beautiful, and I don't want them to become vain or have a big head or anything and be like, "Oh yes, I've got beautiful hair. You know, look at my hair, so pretty." <laughs> my mom told me. Um, so I always qualify it with, "The Lord gave you such beautiful hair. He gave you beautiful eyes. Uh, he says you're you're beautiful and you're precious and you're worthy." And um, trying to get in their minds, you know, every good and perfect gift is from God, and mm-hmm. um, so to put it back on him rather than this is mine to own mine alone, you know, it, no, it's what's God, what God has given you and blessed you with, and we should be humble and grateful for it. And you, 100%. I mean, go ahead. like if, if you've been given a gift, say, say you've been given like a tangible gift, um, like, I don't know, a curling iron or something. Um, and you're like. Oh, I can't use that because I feel too badly that somebody gave that to me. So you let it sit in the drawer and you never use it. And it's like, how does that make the gift giver feel? You know, they spent this money on this on this curling iron and you felt so badly that they spent the money on the curling iron and you weren't worthy to receive this curling iron. So you never use it. So it just goes to waste. And the person who spent the money on it to get you get this for you because they love you and because they wanted to bless you, I mean, that's kind of like a slap in the face to them. Their money just got flushed down the toilet because their gift was never used. And and it also kind of tells them like, Oh, I don't really appreciate what you did for me there. So God's um, the same way. Like he gives you gifts and he expects you to use them and not not shy away from them and not say, Oh, well, I wasn't worthy to receive that or I wasn't worthy to receive that calling that you put on my life to go do that thing and and I didn't think that I was that I was capable so I'm not going to go do it and and God's like oh man you know I had I had so much blessing for you to step into and you didn't you didn't do it uh, That's
0: a really good analogy about the gift giver and the gift I never thought about it that way I mean you know obviously I think but I've gotten to a point. I mean, we're all at, a, if you're, you know, mature enough in your walk, you're at least trying to do what you think God made you to do. Right. But, um, mm-hmm. you never think about it as I've never thought about it as him being like, what are you doing? Like I, <laughs> I've done <laughs> these are the things I, I have clearly shown you, you were good at. I've even sent other people into your life to tell you that you're good at these things and you're still just <laughs> not listening to me, but right. and it does it. It is unfortunate to see, and I get that because I've seen so many people um I've met people that I just thought were so <sighs> there was so much there, there's mm-hmm. so much potential, there was mm-hmm. so much that God made them to be, and the way they're living their lives right now. I'm like, why like this is such a waste like you you could be so much like mm-hmm. there's so much that God could do with you, like you can see it in people, and um I can only imagine his frustration sometimes, not that he would be surprised at how we behave, but like to see the, a child of his not really living it out fully, you know, right. like, and it's, not even. it's not even, I think a lot of people mistake it for it being like, Oh, well, once you, you know, find your identity in Christ, you're going to feel, you know, really special and you're going to be better than everybody else. And it's like, no, it's, that's not what it is. Like, you're not better than anybody. Mm-hmm. You're all, different like you're all unique and special to god in your own way but not more special than the next person that he calls his child right you know um it's like this idea that we can't have just contentment with just being special to him as we
1: are without it being like
0: some sort of competition
1: with us and anybody else right i think um i don't know if anybody else feels this way. But I know for me, a lot of times when I notice, um, giftings in other people that I don't really feel like I'm gifted in, I feel like they're, they're so big that I have to make myself small. Like I, I feel intimidated and small around them. Um, so I don't want to show like any, like uh, my, I feel like, you know, just because, um, you, automatically, or at least I do diminish what you've been given. Um, that's just my, my, um, knee jerk reaction, um, is Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, you know, it's not that great, even though it is. So I have to train myself, you know, to, to, um, and I, and I have been uh, training my mind to think differently. Um, however, when I see big giftings in other people, and I don't think my giftings are as strong or um, as, uh, um, I don't know, evident, um, then I feel like I don't want to be noticed. I don't want to, I don't want to use my (laughs) giftings because, you know, they're nothing compared to what this person has. And, um, and that is just a lie. That's a lie from the, the pit of hell. No one should ever feel like their giftings aren't as, um, as necessary as anybody else's, or that another person is, higher in the calling of God than, than you are. We all have, I mean, this goes back to the body of Christ when, um, they're talking about, um, you know, you shouldn't be jealous of the arm when you're the head or, you know, whatever it is, because we're all essential, um, to the body of Christ and we all have different giftings. And that is, that is true. We might not be like front and center the way that some people are um, just due to the gift that they've been given, such as pastors or evangelists or um, people like that who are well known, but we are still essential in our role that we've been given and we need to step into it and really own um, the calling and the gifts that God's given us and realize we're just as essential. Um, and God sees us. We might not be seen by hundreds of thousands of people or, (laughs) you know, even hundreds of people. Um, but God sees us. And, and, um, one of the verses that I had pulled, um, when we were talking about, um, doing this, this podcast, um, was that let me find it really quick um oh well now i can't find it um that's just the way it's gonna go today (laughs) um oh there it is okay it's first peter 1 verse 17 and it says and if you call on him as as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourself with fear throughout the time of your exile. Um, And there's other places in the Bible where it says this, but I just came across this one. And and so I grabbed it real quick. Um, But God judges us based on um, what we're doing, what, you know, like what's in our heart, but then it, what is in our heart precipitates out towards our actions. Um, Mm -hmm. And, That is what God is looking at. So don't be concerned with what other people are doing because God is just looking at you and that is what you're going to, um, what you're going to be judged on.
0: Yes, it is. It's funny because, you know, even the disciples argued about this, like going back to when they were with Jesus, they were arguing about who got to be the greatest in the kingdom. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And he was like, You don't know what you're asking. And then he, that's when he said, whoever is the least of you, the servant in this life will be the greatest in the next. Right. And like, so that's what makes me think, I mean, I'm not saying I have no idea how things are going to end up, but it doesn't necessarily mean that people who are pastors and are doing all these amazing things are going to be some super awesome, better than everybody else presence when we're all reunited with Christ. Um, I think it's going to be each person according to, you know, their gifts and their own, just like now we all have our own relationship with God. And I really do think that that will be reflected in the afterlife. I don't think it's going to be a matter of looking at another person and saying, well, why do they get, you know, this or that I I would hope. And I I strive to do this now. I'm not always good at it with people that I don't like, (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but with like my with my friends and my family and stuff, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good about encouraging people. I like rejoicing in other people's gifts and what separates them from other others and what makes them, you know, um, stronger than me and other areas, because I feel like that's a compliment to me as a person to have a friend or a family member that has those gifts. And when I don't, you know, like mm-hmm. that's a, that's a specific thing that I look for in people. I like to, point out all the ways that I admire them, you know, mm-hmm. without looking at it as like, oh, I wish I could do that. I've pretty much accepted my my countenance at this point <laughs> in life. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm emotionally reactive. I know that I'm not always as organized and I cannot cook at all. And mm-hmm. or, really, I mean, I can try, but it, it, it it's just not, it's not always a very good endeavor. So yeah. I mean... <laughs> I've accepted kind of like my limitations, the things that God gifted me with, and then the things that He didn't. And then for those other things that I think are, you know, sometimes I think are more important, there are other people out there that are just doing them better. And as long as they're doing them for Jesus, I can't complain. I can't make myself feel less than what they are because God's using them as He intended, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, if He, but if He called you into, um something along that capacity of what they're doing, you shouldn't shy away from it because you feel like their their calling is stronger or their gifting is greater in that area, yeah, that's a good point, and that is
0: something I think that like is easy to do and right. I definitely I think a couple of years ago i don 't know if you remember me telling you I was like, uh, I have a feeling god's gonna want me to speak, like speak.' on stage in front of people. And I was like, I don't think I want to do that because I don't like because, okay. And this is coming back to a very good point. I'm glad I, my brain went here. Um, because I had told myself that because I'm an introvert, we, we're just not public speakers. We're not good at it, and we're not meant to be public speakers. And it's just not something I've ever been good at. I've never liked presenting. I don't like standing in front of people talking. I'm, you know, I I I uh, stutter, and you know, I never have the words. And um, it, I immediately, you know, just basically said no to it, even though I knew eventually I was going to have to do it because God's kind of like that. I hate to say this. I'm sorry, Jesus, but God's kind of like that nagging mother that keeps telling you to clean your room. It just does not work. If you're, if you're trying to walk in obedience, he's like, Hey, remember that I'm going to remind you of this every day, yeah. <laughs> it's Like, oh, man. So, you know, and it ended up being, I don't think I'm the greatest speaker in the world, but I ended up being better at it than I thought I would. And And then I realized I was wrong and I enjoy doing it. I hate doing it when I'm up there, but I also enjoy doing it because I, it's the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to speak. And that is what I think brings me joy. But if you were to tell me conventionally, like, oh yeah, you're going to be a speaker. I would have said, no, I don't want to do that. That's not who I am. And I'd already decided I'd already put these limitations around myself as to what society said I should be, what, um, even people that I was growing up, up around with that weren't very nice to me would would say to kind of bring me down. It's, it's important. That's why identity in Christ is important because you want to know who and what you're rooted in because he, Jesus is never going to tell you, um, oh, by the way, you suck at this and this and this and this. It's going to be, all right, well, next time we'll pick ourselves up and we'll do a little bit better. And you're not going to be quite such a brat about the way you talk to that person, (laughs) you know, it's it's like that mindful parent. But, you know, um, we have to be very careful about making sure we walk that line between the humility and the joy of being given any sort of gift that God deems worthy of us. And then the other side of it of kind of dumbing ourselves down, because then we can't
1: shine the light of Jesus when we do that. Right. And I think it's helpful to remember that If God has given us a gift and he's called us to do something in particular, um, that we're not quite sure about, um, we don't have to step out. Like when you are, um, public speaking, we don't, you don't have to go up there and do it on your own steam, on your own merit, um, It's God that's going with you and helping you and leading you through it because he's called you to do it. So he's not going to just be like, all right, now, you know, swim, little fish. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. I mean, he's going to push you a little bit beyond your comfort zone, but he's going to go with you and do it with you, you know, and we're going to, and, and really that's where we grow. That's where we grow deeper in relationship with him and grow more as a person because we're being stretched and refined, but we're also leaning on him in order to do it. A hundred percent. And that's true.
0: Like I've never, if ever I've had to really knuckle down and do anything for God in any way, whether it's write a blog post, as long as I'm not forcing something, <laughs> when there are no words there. When God's like, no, I don't have anything for you to say today, but I'm like, but I must post. Yeah. It's been too months. <laughs> um, you know, or just like, volunteering to do something just so it, I think when we try to do something for our own glory or out of pressure or obligation, that's when we run into issues, but right. I have never ever had a problem when God has called me to do something mm-hmm. and I have been obedient. He doesn't, he just doesn't leave you in the lurch, you know, mm-hmm. he's right there. And I, I haven't, Any time that I have spoken, I'll be honest. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember a lot of what I say when I'm up there. I don't know how I look when I'm up there and um, later on, if anybody says I did a good job, the only thing I can say is, "Well, it's, it must have been the Holy Spirit because <laughs> I'm ridiculous." <laughs> so, I mean, I like I I have you know kind of a um, self-deprecating sense of humor, which is you know that's just how I am. But um, I do think it's important to at least say, like, acknowledge that and be like, "Well, if there's anything coming out that's shining out of me, it's because Jesus chose me as a vessel for this particular particular message, not because." Um, you know, I'm like this amazing human being and no other human c- being could do it. Because believe me, if you don't do it, somebody else will do it. <laughs> he will right. call somebody else to do it, you yeah. know? So in one sense, you're special because he made you to do this. But in another sense, you're not that special. And like, you're the only one. You're not the only one. God's right. using other people all the time. The point is, do you want to be a part of the body of Christ serving in your own way to glorify him? Right. In, and Indeed. also in a way that like, only brings you like I never thought any of this stuff would bring me joy I'm like the happiest I've ever been but only God knows that Mm -hmm. sorry my rambling (laughs) (laughs) dry out your mouth (laughs) yes I had to take a sip of my (laughs)
1: yeah I do a much better job of
0: that at your house by the way
1: Oh, well, good. Probably because I'm always okay. nagging you. Did you drink your water? Get on top of that. Well, hey, the okay, so well, last eat. time <laughs>
0: I was there, I was nagging you. So don't That's even. True. Well, that was I- like your
1: breastfeeding, Darby. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little, a little fried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What remains?
0: you never act like it. I I think there was only one day when you napped. I was like, oh man, she's tired. But other than that, it was like, (laughs) you wouldn't know because you're up like functioning. Most of the time you're Mm -hmm. up before I was in the morning downstairs getting breakfast. Oh, and by the way, as much as I love you, sometimes it sickens me because I'm like, it's like 7 30 in the morning and you're already dressed and your hair's already pretty and braided oh. down your back. And I'm like, and I wander down, like, you know, <laughs> scruffy in my pink pajamas. My hair's like sticking up all over the place. And I'm like, still have morning breath. I haven't done anything with myself. <laughs> and I'm like, here you are. I'm like, man, like her feet hit the ground and she's just like ready to go. <laughs>
1: Well, that's probably a very good analogy for what we're talking about because I don't yeah. feel like I am raring to go, and you know, I don't feel like that energetic powerhouse. I'm always looking at other parents and stay at home moms, and I'm wondering, like, how do you do it? Even with working with working moms, they're a whole other and whole nother thing. Because I'm like you, you have a lot going on your plate because you're you're at work, and then you come home and take care of the kids get them in bed get up early do it all over again i mean i can sleep in because my kids sleep in (laughs) but working parents they can't do that so but on the outside it doesn't look like that it looks like i have it all together on the inside i am a chaotic mess trying to hold it all together (laughs) really oh yeah but i think that yes i think you're so poised oh well you're very kind. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Jesus sustaining me. <laughs> I am for it every day. Um, but I think that that's a good point, though, because when God's called us to do something, um, a lot of times we are inside. I mean, I'm sure when you're getting ready to go up there and speak, you're you're you might be a little like nervous about it or going over your notes in your head. What am I going to say? And kind of, um, but when you get up there, it, it goes so smoothly on the outside. It looks like it goes so smoothly and poetically. And like you had everything prepared and you weren't a nervous mess. And Mm -hmm. that is totally God covering us when he, when his calling, when we're fulfilling his calling. And um, I, there have been many times when I have said, all right, Lord, I'll do it. (laughs) You're going to have to go with me because I'm not too happy about it or I don't feel super comfortable with it. And afterwards, somebody will say something, um, positively about whatever it is that I've, that I've done. And to me, it was not like that at all. Like to me, it was a mess, but to them, it was great. It was, you know, I, I pulled it off without a hitch And, um, and that's all God, that's God totally covering you. So I I think that we need to remember, like when we are walking in, in God, like that's the face that people see. They see the face Mm -hmm. of God because we are, um, we're, we're being obedient. And, um, and so he's, he's put his spirit upon, his hand is upon us when we're walking in, um obedience to whatever he's called us to do. Uh, I heard this analogy one time about this couple and they, it was, you know, wealthy to do couple documentary and, um, they're talking about giving dinner parties and, um, and you would never, you know, like rich people, I don't know for, for me, rich people always seem like they have it all together because they have, Mm -hmm. you know, all the money to spend on people to do everything for them. And it's not (laughs) like they have any stress, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but, um, And so it was really surprising to me to hear, um, from them that it was stressful, that these dinner parties were stressful, um, you know, because they wanted to have everything perfect. And, um, and so they were stressed and then, you know, when people were there and they were entertaining and speaking with, you know, everybody and making sure that everyone had a good time, that was stressful for them. And you would never know it. You never know it watching these, um, lavish parties that they had, but, um, the, the husband made a comment that, um, when you, when you have a dinner party like that, or any, any kind of event, um, the, the key is to be like a duck, very calm Mm -hmm. on top, but under the surface, you're paddling like crazy. (laughs) 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 I've always remembered that. And I'm like, that's so true. You know, like, in anything, you try to remain calm on the surface, but underneath usually you're paddling like mad and no one sees that usually unless you let them in on it. Um but I always I always feel like that when I step out in faith on something. Like I'm not sure about it. There's all kinds of thoughts going through my head. I am doubting myself. But I never doubt God. I never doubt what he's asked me to do and that he's gonna go with me and that if he asked me to do this, then he's got a purpose and And he's going to make sure that it gets done the right way. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) On that note, I guess we can go ahead and wrap up this portion of the episode on identity. But tune in next week. We will continue this. I think we've probably got about... Two or three more episodes concerning this topic so again thanks for tuning in to the vine and we will hopefully hear from you next week